Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're getting ready to jump into a brand new game. Uh, we have a, a new core world that's coming out soon, uh, designed by our own Jesse. It's called Runners. It's a post-apocalyptic setting uh, where your dude's running to find stuff in big mechanical suits. I don't know. Jesse, take it away. You, you tell him what it's all about. <laughs> Good intro. Thanks. <laughs> Doing my best. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So, uh, Runners is based on the uh, core role playing system designed by our uh, our our house GM Todd. Uh, the whole setting takes place in the near distant future, post apocalyptic. It's uh, future enough that there is you know advanced technology and all that kind of stuff but it's also post-apocalyptic so some of that's lost and it's also super rare so it makes for some interesting times uh the entire thing takes place after uh nuclear war basically where there are now uh large scathes of highly radioactive areas and uh People have found themselves uh, huddled together in these small pockets of uh, safe zones called null zones. And uh, that is where our runners are from. And the whole point of a runner is uh, they're basically like the Pony Express, except in, uh, in heavily secured and extremely expensive mech suits. Uh, they're all personalized mech suits, so this isn't like uh, like Pacific Rim or anything like that. You know, you're still about the size of a regular human. Uh, you just kind of strap yourself into this thing, and they are outfitted however the runner would like, depending on what their job is, what they like to deliver, what they like to do. Do they like to carry a lot of stuff? Do they like to go super fast? Uh, it's really all up to you. You can create whatever you'd like with it. And uh, yeah, the runners go from null zone to null zone through uh, what we affectionately call the burnt, which is the highly radioactive areas. And uh, they try to either get in and out in search of uh, scraps and important items, or they deliver stuff from one area to another, uh, spreading resources and trying to keep each other alive. What else do you want? <laughs> well, sounds good. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, you want to okay, so, introduce uh, characters and all that stuff? Yeah. Oh, what do you got, Todd? Uh, well, I was just kind of wondering, because before everybody else jumped in, John was talking about his character's age, which he's now set at 25, I think you said? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and my character is 10. So we're a really young group, so I was just, I was just wondering about the other two guys. How old do your characters end up being? Kevin, you're like 15? Nah, 24. I'm 15. <laughs> my character is. Oh, oh, Kurt's 15? And my inner child also. <laughs> In re- I'm away from the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, cool. It's a really young group of PCs is where I'm going with this. <laughs> Played by a bunch of old dudes. Played by a bunch of old, <laughs> well, old white dudes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, the big the big thing with runners, it's, it, uh, it's an insanely dangerous job. You know, you can never, unless you're able to really last in, or if you have a sponsor and you're, uh, you know, there are runners out there who are either sponsored by the, the zone that they live in or by, you know, an insanely wealthy corporation. 
that are able to deck themselves out in in very protective suits. All right. At this point, as far as your characters are concerned, the story that we are going to be going into, you are apprenticed runners under a master runner called Paulson. All right. Paulson has been a runner for most of his life, uh, and he is fairly old for a runner at the uh, ripe old age of 43. And he is uh, he has been ready to retire for quite some time now. Uh, and so that is why he took the four of you on as apprentices um, first to help him kind of keep the shop running and uh, and to get everything going as well. And then uh, he as he was going, you know, teaching you how to build your own suits and to eventually get ready for your first run. Uh, so while the four of you have never been outside, you've been outside of your zone, uh, but only on the barest sense right around the borders of it. You've never really been into the burnt in depth as a runner. Uh, Dog has obviously been in and out from uh, pockets of uh, of scrubs here and there. Um, I think but, you can say that dog, like like real dogs, he and his father kind of existed by skirting around the outskirts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. off the refuse of uh, uh, a safe zone. Sounds good. Um, so yeah, you um, and this is going to basically be your first real job. This is going to be what gets you if you make it. And if you complete the job and if you survive, uh, will get you your licenseship into becoming kind of an official runner. And now there are runners out there who, you know, just like uh, just like a regular person, you know, uh, you can kind of anyone can build a suit if you have the ability and the in uh, the scrap and anyone can grab a package and run. But there are certain people who are actually licensed to do it. And so that's what you're hoping to become. Uh, so Paulson as the, the, uh, what was it? His, uh, his call sign, his name is the, uh, steel armadillo or just the Dillo as he likes to be, uh, as he's shortened it. He is, as I said, kind of an older guy. Uh, what hair he has left has been totally grayed out. You know, he has a long beard, but it's super patchy in areas. Like a third of it doesn't even grow in anymore completely bald but not by choice uh one of his eyes is clouded over uh he's actually completely missing his left arm and he's had to rejigger his suit so that it's actually um a, a prosthetic arm in the suit that it attaches into so that he can control it that way but uh this is one of the main reasons why they start runners off so young uh he's taken a lot of radiation damage over the years and um and it's kind of taken its toll and he thinks that if he continues it he's not going to last much longer so now he's going to pass that damage off to you guys yay <laughs> uh so speaking of you guys let's see who we have so we're going to go around the horn here um john who you oh. got who you playing what are they running in all right i'll be playing alex watson uh he is a runner in training uh, he's got uh, dark skin, kind of weathered, like he's been out in the sun too much. Obviously, the world is shit. Uh, he's got short military-style haircut. He's about 5'9", 165 pounds, 25 years old. 
as as we have sort of a sliding apocalyptic vision here. Uh, I had that he was a teenager, uh, you know, looking forward to everything ahead of him uh, when the bombs began to fall. Obviously, everything changed, lost uh, everybody that he knew except for his younger brother, Jack. Uh, he is a risk taker, and he has a, which is one of his life shapers, and his other life shaper is his brother, Jack, which he would do anything for. Uh, he is a mechanic, uh, and he also uh, messes with demolitions. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Nice. And uh, what's the suit that Alex is running in? Oh, uh, Alex's suit is uh, WSO4 TK421. It's uh, a <laughs> code name, the Trooper. Nice. <laughs> and uh, just to break it down, too, we'll go in. Um, so there's basically two different types. You can obviously, you know, create a whole gambit of uh, of different types of suits, but runners kind of everyone likes to categorize each other and runners basically categorize themselves into two sides uh you either have the uh the rads which are uh build themselves to go fast they're some most of the time uh lightly armored shielded just enough um their carrying capacity isn't the greatest but uh you know it's mostly small important packages or stuff to just get in and out they also do a lot of survey missions and stuff like that meanwhile we also have the zeros zeros are slow cumbersome well armored well shielded and can usually carry a ton but uh, you know, kind of sacrifices of that is, you know, they they go slow. Uh, so it's uh, it's kind of a trade off one way or the other oftentimes. Uh, but like I said, there's usually, you know, there's the whole kind of in between as well. But most of the time you kind of pocket yourself one or the other. Uh, so where do you think that uh, that Alex would fit in that the trooper would go? Uh, he'd be more of a rad. His speed's five. He could do uh, 480 blocks an hour. So I, he's, he's a little bit more of a speedster. Not bad. All right. Uh, Kevin, what do we have? So I am playing Mal Malone. He's uh, tall, skinny, pale with freckles. So if he looks like that, his hair is going to have to be red and curly. So that kind of fits in. Uh, he's 24 years old. Before it all went the way it did, he uh, worked in a university library, uh, a library, and uh, for the, for, for, I guess for, for John, we'll call it a library, gets that jersey. Um, and so he worked in a university library, and the way he kind of internalized what happened in the shock of what happened in the world is that he now has a compulsion that he has to go and save anything that's written down. Uh, and that kind of feeds into his life shapers of gathering up everything from the past that has to be saved. And the reason for that is we can't leave anything behind because we're going to have to collect all the knowledge we can to rebuild. So, yeah, so that compulsion to kind of, of you know, books, uh, you know, anything like that. I, I guess in, in this world, I'm assuming a lot of stuff that was saved, not as a hard copy, but online probably a lot of that's gone now <laughs> so mm. you know anything that's written down probably is is kind of worth saving so now um mal kind of has that obsession of having to find all that and save it because we need to pass it down 
Um, and his suit is, uh, the model is, he calls it the alphabet, and his call sign is Omega. Nice. And so there's a bit of alpha and omega there. And the suit itself, I was a bit surprised because I, I thought I was going to be a rat also. My, so my speed is, you know, five and 300. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at it, so my presence is a pop plus five. So he's not very, um, <laughs> and the size is 12. So I, I'm trying to work out how he's a real tall, skinny guy, but he has a big suit, but he can still run fast. So, yeah. Um, and the suit itself, you know, I think I tried to, I tried to go more with stuff to be a bit faster, mm-hmm. but I also have a cargo pack and a chainsaw, so, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he just has that protected. Yeah, so maybe he has that underlying strength that makes him be able to carry that and run. Maybe that's why he's skinny. Maybe he's meant right, to be a bit bigger, but he's worked it all out with carrying that all around and the cargo pack was just extra in case he does find stuff. You know, he has it always in his mind. I'm going to find everything I can that's written down and save it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he made sure he built that cargo pack on the suit because he never wants to be stuck out there and not being able to bring something back. Nice. All right. Todd, who do we have here? Dog is a 10-year-old kid with a crazy mop of blonde hair, and you can you can picture the little blonde kid from the, I think it was the second Mad Max movie. Kind of a feral child. Mm-hmm. Uh, raised in the burnt by a father whose brain was not fully functional. So, uh, Dog doesn't speak a whole lot. He doesn't trust a whole lot of people. But I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, Dog is sitting next to Paulson. And Dog sits on the ground like a dog. uh, Sometimes scratches the back of his head with his foot. (laughs) I'm twisting little bits of colored wire because I like making jewelry out of it. I braid it into my hair and I trade it for like bits of food and stuff. Because I like to always have something I'm kind of fiddling with or nosing about with. So I'm sitting at Paulson's feet now. I'm going to say Paulson's the one who found me out in the burnt. He noticed that I had a talent because I was hard to catch. But he finally, after a number of runs, he, he got me to come close enough to take some food from him. Uh, dog really does behave a lot like a dog. And uh, he eventually trusted Paulson enough to sort of come to heel. Now, Paulson is taking him on because he recognizes him as, as uh, having talent. And the kid already had a bunch of a bunch of gear. I, I don't know if you would really consider it a suit. It's just a bunch of random parts that were found at different times in different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my father used to hit me sometimes. So I want to be a good dog because uh, you have to prove you have a right to exist. Like bad dogs get put down. That's a life shaper for me. I really am a dog and I want to be a good dog. Paulson gives me food and he treats me well. He talks to me nice. I don't trust many people i don't trust women at all i won't go near a woman i don't understand them as creatures i don't even know what they are uh but i'm ready to do whatever whatever paulson wants to do and i don't actually call him master Hmm. but i think of him a lot like a dog probably thinks of his master this is the one that took me and feeds me Mm -hmm. and uh trained me to be a good dog yeah yeah, and he probably doesn't look at you like that either. You know, he doesn't look at you like 
a dog, but no, I'm a ten year old boy with serious mental problems. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, what is dog running in? At least for today. It's definitely a rad suit. I'm super fast. Mm -hmm. uh, seven blocks per minute, 420 per hour. And I'm pretty well armored, armor plus three. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm uh, presence is plus four. So my suit is kind of mm -hmm. clunky and loud. Uh, even though I'm graceful, it's, it's not a great suit. I got uh, a torso-mounted boost thruster comm set, which I rarely use because I don't speak a lot. But my dad slapped it on my head one day. Mm -hmm. Geiger counter, a couple flares, a rucksack. I, I don't have a big carrying capacity. I'm like a scavenger, a barely surviving scavenger, basically. Mm. So I've got like bits that me and my dad found at different times, and he slapped it on me and said, take care of that. You, you do this with it. <laughs> I almost, I don't really think of myself as a runner. I'm just a dog. And all the stuff that, um, first it was my dad, but now it's Paulson. They tell me why I need this thing. No education at all. So my my education is just completely verbal, superstitious, full of like, you don't need to understand it. Just do it. Right. And you probably don't have the calm to uh, to talk, but to take orders. True. I do have a shield. Is I've got a, like, I don't get in a lot of fights. I prefer to run away. But yeah. I do have a knife. <laughs> and I have a shield that's like <laughs> welded welded on my left arm. Yep. And and that's pretty much it. I'm just I'm small, fast. I make a little bit of noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're a ten year old. <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh uh John, I forgot to ask, what is your presence? My presence is I believe three three. Presence nice. three, armor one, shield three, speed five. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, for everybody listening to um, presence is basically uh, how how loud your suit is, like how how much attention you will grab. It modifies your uh, stealth survival, anything like that. Your movement, if you're trying to kind of be uh subversive through an area or not but uh but it basically uh it alters how hard or easy you are to see and hear uh all right kurt let's jump down to you okay so um i am playing nitro he is a 15 year old boy that doesn't really trust anybody uh anytime he's done anything uh, out in this world, people have died all around him. So he's also an orphan. Even friends of his that he thought were friends have died. So basically he is at the point now where he's just like, I'm just in it to try to be the fastest runner. Um, uh, just like these other guys, his life shavers are you can't, no one can catch me. So basically like everyone, they've, everyone's, all my friends and family have been caught and killed. So I want to be the one that's not um, my other life shippers. You better keep up and no one better slow me down. And mm. because he's kind of a 15 year old, he's got a lot of uh, feelings inside that are uh, mostly anger and frustration. Um, and though, even though his life shapers are, he wants to be the fastest. He's not 
Um, hmm. He's also tinkered around. He's like a shorter. He's probably about like four, two, four, three, hmm. a little chubbier. He likes to tinker with explosives and like gasoline. If like things <laughs> that are like that. I mean, I, yep. I know stuff like that is scarce, but one uh, he's got kind of like uh, uh, wiry black hair. And one time he was messing with something he shouldn't have and it exploded in his face. And his the right side of his head, uh, right side of his head is has a big hole like a pat like his skin is burnt and all of his hair is missing. Mm-hmm. And um, anytime anybody says anything about it or even tries to like some people have tried to touch it, he will start a fight. He will punch them or start a fight or whatever because mm-hmm. he he's shamed by it and he doesn't want anybody to pay attention to it, even though it's very out there. Mm. Uh, the bottle that he's running in is called the Rad R A D D F fifteen. He's a real big fan of things f- from the before times, mm-hmm. and the fact he loves the loves the the fact that R A D and Rad back in you know the before times means awesome. So he wants to be awesome, and then he also I was going to say that's such a teenage <laughs> boy name for you, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. And and he's also heard about. F-15 planes from the before times too. So he Mm -hmm. wants to be his own uh, version of that. So that's Nitro in a nutshell. Nice. Cause does he have like a, um, like a paint job on his suit that kind of harkens back to like the fighter pilot? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's got like one of those, you know, symbols that kind of represents like the world today, but it's not like a star with some, you know, lines on the side or whatever. It's just, Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like his weird version of like what are what when people walk into a zone with radiation, it's got like a radiation symbol. It's got like his mm. handwriting with that, but then yep. it's also got like flames around it too, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. So nice. Yeah. Uh, what hey, is hey, Nitro? What is, you've uh, noticed that the last like couple nights or maybe a couple weeks even, like when you're playing with explosives and making things burn and watching how they burn and shit like that. That dog kid, uh, he's he always comes as close as he can when he thinks you don't see him. He's fascinated by you and what you do. Yeah, and I'm always swatting him away like 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 a mangy dog, like <laughs> like a kid with a mangy dog. Like get away! I don't need you right now. So he's always like, he's he always knows dogs there, but he's always just like he waits until he gets about as close as he can, and then he'll like either shoo him away or he'll like slap at him just to like piss him off. I was going to build a character that was focusing on demolitions too. I'm kind of glad I didn't because <laughs> this, this team, this team could have been, it's going to blow bad. shit up. It's going to go. <laughs> I, I would uh, imagine what is hangs that? around with Alex a little bit. Cause he's right. got the demo stuff too. <laughs> yeah. You got anything left? Is there anything left? You got anything I can play with? <laughs> well, actually I don't think nitro would you do got that. Any blast caps. Nitro- I think Nitro would actually try to steal from Alex because <laughs> he's just like I. I don't want to ask you. I would just take it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nitro's not a very yeah. nice boy. Constantly going through Alex's locker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not and not being like stealth about it at all. Right. Just that's leave another, it. That's wide another open. reason Dog thinks Nitro is cool because he just takes what he wants. Yep. So, a couple of questions. So, first, spec-wise, what's the Rad's speed and presence? 
Uh, his speed is a five, I think. Yes, oh, speed is five. Right. Presence is four, so he's a little more, little more uh, there for people to see, even though he doesn't want that either. Yeah. But. Oh, you're all along the same. So everybody is actually running a five, except for uh, except for Dog and the little helper right now. He's uh, just a tad bit faster than everybody else. Yeah. In fact, maybe that was oh. one of the things that impressed Paulson was this little fucker was fast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so, uh, the other question that I had for you, uh, for Nitro was the, the people that, you know, that had died around you, you know, did you know any people, potential runners, people who had gone out in the burnt and just not returned? Or is it because of, you know, the, the chaos of, uh, of the zone that you live in? Is it, is it like crime? Is it murder? Is it radiation? I'm going to say it's it's literally everything he's experienced, <laughs> he's experienced in his short life way too many things for a kid of his age. Yeah. So that's why it's that's why his attitude is very like, why should I even bother with, you know, conversing or, you know, even being nice to everybody because they're going to be gone tomorrow anyway. So what doesn't yeah. matter? Nice. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I'll get into real quick. Uh, so. If anybody knows anything about what I've done in the past or conversations we have, I like tables. And uh, so I've created a few tables in order to generate both null zones and burnt areas. Uh, and so while we were talking, I rolled up one of each. Uh, so first I'll get into the uh, the null zone that the four of you currently find yourselves in. So you live in a rather large null zone called Saison. It is out in the prairies. Uh, so you have nice kind of flat grassy areas that kind of, uh, that kind of grassland still dominates this area. Uh, so the, uh, the buildings and everything are kind of a little bit more spread out than normal. Um, you have a decent amount of space to play with. Uh, there's a pretty good safe area that Saison has built up upon. That being said, though, the area is uh, the the people that you that live in here and everything um, aren't the greatest. Um, I'm not going to call this the most civilized area. So the people who run Saison, um, it's an inherited council, basically almost like a group monarchy. Families that have kind of passed down the the power to their kids or to uh, cousins or whatever have you. And uh, because of that, all like kind of the, the power and the wealth um, and has been uh, focused into this small group of people. So while the the laws within Saison are fairly civil, you know, it's it's basic you know, they don't really care too much about what happens and everything. As long as you don't steal from important people and as long as you don't hurt important people, you can pretty much do whatever you'd like. Because most of this, uh, most of the rep and most of the wealth and in, in, uh, technology is condensed around this small group. Uh, the border surrounding Saison is also pretty primitive. There's some signs up. Every once in a while, there's uh, a guardrail or some basic fencing, but there's really nothing keeping people from going in and out. 
and there's no you know walls no nothing like that of any significance in fact most of the time the only unless you have a geiger counter on you uh the only time you know that you're kind of trailing away from saison is the grasslands start to wither and eventually go into this kind of just dead desolate area outside the boundaries now i'm imagining that's probably where like dog likes to play in the previous you know he'll play right in kind of that brown area between life and death uh and uh nitro and and alex probably like to go you know blow shit up just on the outside where you know they don't have to worry too much about people hearing or paying attention to them at all my dad found a thing he called a suburb and i don't know what a suburb is but it's a place where the the houses are kind of big and kind of nice and that's mm-hmm. where I got all the wires in this bracelet right here. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I know that out there, if you go far enough, there are other suburbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's and in fact, you want to yeah. go. That's right. like the the best time of my life was when my dad found that suburb. And uh, speaking of suburbs, uh, the nearest burnt is uh, used to be. Uh, you know, uh, Mal, you've probably found uh, maps and uh, and you know books and things like that. You know, some some local tourist guides about the uh, the city that once was. And, uh, and and dog, you've probably picked up you know here and there little uh, little bits of metal of you know name tags and or you know uh, little labels on uh, tourist destinations oh yeah i uh, saved yeah. stuff like that i have exactly, a little collection yeah. of stuff i'm trying to figure out i'm going to make something one day i don't know what yep uh so yeah the uh the city that used to uh, that used to be here was actually a large sprawling metropolis called braxton at this point now it's been reduced to just a large uh almost thick sludgy area you know that there's uh in impulson warned you ahead of time and he's talked to you about it and you've seen him come back from runs where he is just covered almost chest down in this thick grayish black uh it, it doesn't look quite like mud it almost looks like old oil when it's just going to congealed in uh in and become almost the near solid and the the whole area is just not quite made up of this, but pockmarked with these large pits of this uh, of this almost like semi Newtonian liquid. And uh, yeah, the, the the buildings that you that used to be here um, weren't incredibly large. It was somewhat low scale, but there's uh, there's still a decent amount to uh to have to deal with when going in and out of there so uh today is finally the day when uh paulson wakes you up nice and early you all kind of have this small area of the uh of the shop that he has uh you know cots and uh cots and beds and and hammocks set up for the four of you to sleep in and he walks in just with uh, with a wrench and a piece of uh, sheet metal, and he just starts banging it to wake you up. And goes, all right, all right, all right, everybody, uh, everybody, come on in. 
I'm assuming dog scuttles away as soon as he hears the noise and uh, I I run uh, straight to Paulson's feet basically. <laughs> I mean I I don't always run on all fours, um, but I I do when I first wake up in the morning. I scramble out mm-hmm. of bed and I'm like on all fours over to his feet, and then I remember that he's told me to stand like he's always telling me to stand up boy so then i remember to stand yeah and he'll he actually you know when you run over he kind of like tussles your hair kind of like you, what you would do with either a dog or a child with long hair you know mm-hmm. he kind of tussles and then he kind of like grabs you gently by the back of the neck and like whispers down he's like stand up boy come on <laughs> Alex like just about falls out of the fucking bed. I was gonna say he was kind of like you know sort of like stretched, but sort of like on the edge of the bed. And when he starts hammering on the fucking thing, he just like jerks and his leg hits you know falls to the ground. And he's like, "Hey, hey, fuck! What? You couldn't just come in and say wake up, fuck." No, what kind of uh, what kind of start to a runner's morning with Appy? A quieter one, Jesus. And Nitro does what, like, any, like, really young boy that just doesn't want to ever get up does and, like, screams really high-pitched and kind of hits his, I'm guessing we slipping like, cots or some kind of makeshift mm-hmm. thing, and he just, like, hits it really hard with his hand, and he's just like, I don't want to get up! That kind of thing. <laughs> That's fine. You don't have to get up, but uh, you're going to end up missing your chance to get your license. Fine. If you want to stand by and uh, and blow some shit up, that's all fine by me. And uh, you know that just means I have one more hand in the garage. What? Ah, fine, whatever you say, Dillo. Ah. All right, now uh, everybody, uh, one last time, go over. Uh, I want you to inspect your suits, check out, make sure everything is uh, up to function. And uh, once you do, we'll uh, we'll meet me back over at the. Uh, at the chow table, and we'll uh, we'll go over what your job's going to be. Uh, how long do we have? Uh, and he holds up. He's, he's not wearing a watch, but he looks up his wrist. He goes, I'll give you uh, five minutes because I'm feeling generous. Fine, fine. Like he pulls on a pair of pants and, you know, like puts his shoes on, trundles out over to where the... He, see, uh, he sees you, like, sit down on your bed, and he like st- you're, like, starting to pull your pants on, and he's like, oh, four minutes now. <laughs> he just shakes his head, and he's just, like, grumbling out the door to go out to the suit. Yeah. So we're just checking our suits, right? We're not putting them on, because I'm assuming if he wants us to come eat, we're not going to be wearing the suits when we get Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Mal's going to go over. Uh, he'll, follow, he'll follow Alex out. And he just has a piece of paper and it's almost like a checklist. So, you know, he goes over to his suit and almost, you know, just checks each each part of it and, you know, kind of writes on a dirty piece of paper, you know, checking everything off. Um, Nitro, Nitro kind of like does the thing where he like it's like takes everything in his being to like get himself to like even try to get upright. So he just kind of like swings himself out of his bed and he's just kind of like that kind of thing. And he's kind of has his head down. He's kind of walking walking to the front of the exit or whatever, and he just gets not super close, but close enough to dog, and he goes, oh, and then he walks out of the door. Dog smiles at that. He thinks he, he, thinks he just said hello in a way that was kind of like, 
maybe friendly rivalry. And that means that you accept me as an equal, which I actually didn't expect. Um, so I, I startle for a moment and then I smile. Dog doesn't understand the science of how any of the shit in his suit works. So in order to gear up, I actually go through the ritual of literally putting it all on and then checking all the notches and marks and looking that the thing is the right color and that's the right color. And this is matching that one. And so I'm, I'm literally all geared up before I know everything's working. <laughs> Paul saying you, you know, he sees you start to like put everything on, and he's like, he's like, no, boy, you got, you got uh. I can do it real fast though. I can do it. Oh real yeah. Fast. He's like, uh, uh, you know, one, all right, we, one of these <laughs> days we'll go, we'll go over this again. And I imagine he tries to like, te- he's tried to teach you several times about like what everything means and keeps like, using big words, right? It's almost like uh, it's like Warhammer 40k almost like you have no idea. It, it's magic as far as you're concerned. Like you have no idea how it works or why it works, but it works when you do this. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I actually at that notch right there. I put I engraved that it took me hours because exactly, I, got, yeah. I got beat when I set that one wrong. Right. Yeah. It just goes to show you, you can't teach a young dog new tricks. So, <laughs> you just won the game. We can all go home. Hey, yep. I did it. All right. Night, everyone. <laughs> Alex looks over to uh, Mal with this checklist. He's, you know, like takes his glasses up, you know, and he's like going through all this thing. He goes over and he like yanks on the arm. You know, he pokes a couple of buttons, you know, he kicks the tires. Yeah, yeah like he checks the straps on the rucksack. Like, you know, he, he knows that it's, it's, you know, as long as nobody fucked with it, it should be, in, you know, pretty good order. So, like, he, he gives it a quick once over, just kind of by, like, poking and yanking and kicking and stuff. I mean, he's a mechanic. Like, he works on the suit, right? So, like, he, yeah. he's, he knows what's up. Yeah. So, you know, maybe... um. Mal takes a little bit longer because he's writing everything down and also maybe mentally he's also, you know, just eyeing up everyone else's suit. Cause I'm, I'm assuming like, like John said, I'm sure you don't mess with other people's suits, right? Because it's, you know, the thing that keeps you alive and keeps you going and keeps you, you know, being able to do something, but you know, he'll mm-hmm. do like a mental checklist. He'll look at every, you know, he'll give a once over to everyone else's suits just to make sure they all look like, you know, everything looks like it's all right. So he won't, he won't like write it all down like he does with his, but he'll just yep. do like a once over of all the rest of them. Uh, yeah. Cause like you said, yeah. Mal, Mal needs to, needs to know things and remember things, but you know, he'll just, I imagine, sure yeah, I imagine you're like right. standing off to the distance, like just a little bit, like looking over everyone's shoulders, like, okay, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Okay. Yeah, well, he'll, try, <laughs> he'll try to make sure it's not obvious. Right. Because yeah. It's, right. Yeah, don't touch, don't touch my car kind of thing, but yep. yeah, he'll, you know, he'll write his all down and he'll do a checklist, but then, you know, he'll just once over everyone else's mm-hmm. when he's walking back, walking back out to, to go get mm-hmm. chow. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, all right, so the, group, okay. the yeah. answer for me is yes. And I think it probably is for everyone. Everybody have a, a comm set of some kind. Yep. I do. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, so real quick, I would like everybody to give me a uh, brains check. Um, modified by if you have mechanics or, or anything like that, except dog, I would like you to give me a psyche check. What's our deal? Or is this hmm? graduated? Or uh, let's go with a four. Okay. I got a seven. 
Nice. Jesse, does it have anything to do with piloting? No, it does not. Okay, then I will not use that. Button. <laughs> Damn right you won't. This is, uh, this is to give your, your suit a basic once over. Okay. Five. <laughs> I got a four. Uh, I got right. a five, but I don't think I have any mods, so it's just a five. All right, sounds good. All right, uh, so we got uh, three yes ands and a, uh, or th- what, two yeses, uh, one yes and, and a yes but. Uh, so with uh, Dog and Mal, who got the fives, right? Uh, so you're looking over your shit, you're looking over your suits. Everything looks fine. Uh, Mal, you know, all of your straps look secure. All of the wiring ever, all uh, looks hooked up properly. Uh, everything looks like uh, your joints are well oiled. Everything looks like it's uh, everything's fitting, uh, fitting together well. Dog, all of the the symbols and etches that you have made have lined up perfectly. I know you you probably when you you put everything on, it's like you have like a circle here. So when that circle is complete, that's how, that's when you know everything's lined up properly. Yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, everything you're looking over, everything seems to be uh, to fit together just well. Mal will look over when Dog's checking out his suit, and you know. He, I, I guess he can tell from from Dog's face that Dog's happy that he feels everything looks all right, and Mal would right. just give Dog give Dog like a thumbs up because he's looked over Dog's suit too. <laughs> right. Yeah, and and Mal, if you just watch me for a minute, it's quite clear that I don't actually know what these yeah. individual items do. Like when I snap the Geiger counter into place, I don't look at the indicator light to see if it's on. I look at the notch on my arm to make sure that that's connected, lined up with that other thing. Exactly, yeah. right. I, I've got a mole right here when that thing goes to the mole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Alex, you're the same. You know, uh, everything seems to be copacetic and working order. And what do you have? How about how about this? So yes, and I I'm able to uh, I figured out a way that I can carry both my mechanics pro kit and and demolitions pro kit, but it doesn't take up any extra space, right? So yeah, it's sure. Like lashed with some some leather cording or whatever, like around the outside, so it's kind of low. You know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. a wrench set that's sort of wrapped up so that it's quiet, right? Like it's not like a toolbox. It's like right, oh, I yeah. need you know, two different screwdrivers and like a set of wrenches and, you know, whatever, like whatever I need to like fix my suit. So like it's Mm -hmm. all bundled up and just sort of attached on the outside securely. Sounds good. Yeah. So that's actually a problem that you've kind of been trying to solve for the last week or so. And as you're going over your suit, you're finally like, wait a minute. If I, if I move this strap around and I can combine these two and this flap goes over here. And if I just kind of cinch this plate in this way, instead of this other way. Yeah. And it all kind of seems to fit together quite nicely. Sweet. Meanwhile. So uh, nitro, you're going over your suit. Everything looks fine. As far as you're concerned. I'm going to I'm going to grab that butt and I'm going to kind of kind of put it in my pocket hey, for a little hey, bit later. Don't don't you dare <laughs> leave my butt alone. OK, <laughs> uh, actually, can I say one one thing, even though you can. Yeah, sure. And you keep yours, but I can. Can I say mine? Yeah. What'd you got? So I'm going to say that he's going to the only things that he's going to check or things that ha- that will make him fast. So he's yeah. going to he's going to look at his twin tubes. Uh, he's going to look at his carbon filter and he's going to. That's the only things he's gonna check. He's not even gonna check yeah. the rest of it. And w- <laughs> like, and I'll put another little little butt in it, even though I know again you're the GM. So if you want to market, oh no, market, go ahead. 
say no, that's fine. We'll say that Mal doesn't even see it. Uh, just right, yeah. There, there's something that I didn't check that he will also miss. Yep. All right. Nice. So uh, you, you uh, hurt the kind of player who puts the kick me sign on his own back. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He doesn't even put it on the back. He puts it right on his stomach, just above his jump. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be right on the chassis, right on the top here. Right. Uh, yeah. So you guys, uh, after uh, after three minutes, Paulson yells out from the uh, from the dining from the kitchen. All right, five minutes. Everybody, get in here. I'm there. I'm good. So, yeah, he's already up. You're like, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> Still in your suit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I make, I make sure everything's <laughs> locked up, you know, for, for as much as, like, the suit can be, you know, sort of manipulated yep. or whatever. And, yeah, head, head over. Nice. All right. Uh, so, yeah, he, uh, Paulson has some, uh, some nice hearty stew set up for you. It's a nice breakfast stew. <laughs> um yeah it's uh you see him this is what he eats every morning before he goes out on a run and uh and so it's kind of that uh that initiation for you he never lets you eat it this is this is his stew this is what he cooks and what he eats every morning before he goes out on a run and screw the rest of you you can have uh you know the the leftover uh bread and uh and chicken that he uh that you had the night before but he's actually made you stew and uh and this is with beef uh which is actually super rare around here uh there's only a handful of cows because cows take up a ton of room uh so uh he managed to uh to get a cow uh, about a year ago and uh he's he uh cut it up himself and has uh has frozen it and so he eats like little chunks here and there so he's now sharing it with the four of you so so alex sees the soup and he, and he kind of looks around and he says uh so if we uh so if we make it through this we get the recipe <laughs> damn it john you can't <laughs> oh <laughs> no, no this works out good so yeah as soon as as soon as Alex says recipe, Mal pulls out a piece of paper and a pencil and you know, and, and looks over to Paulson and says, Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. We gotta make sure, you know, if we make it back, we gotta make sure we carry on the the tradition. Hey, you know what? If you make it back alive, I'll teach you how to cook it and you can make it from now on. How's that sound? All right. That works. That sounds yeah. like extra work. I guess I guess we can <laughs> we can split it up. This <laughs> good. He said that, John. I'm like, I'm gonna get the recipe. <laughs> so he leans in the mouth. He's like, Yeah, but then we get to eat the beef. You don't get that yeah, shit but, every day. Well, it depends on how much beef's lying around. We may have to uh, improvise if uh, we can't get a hold of beef. We'll have to we'll have to try some other different uh, different proteins for that. Yeah, it's all the same, right? <laughs> we, we can put some extra flavoring in. I'm sure we'll 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 we'll, um, we'll mimic the taste. But nitro nitro just like is really shoveling it in to into his body and he's like and he like almost kind of spits it out a little bit as he's talking he's like this is this is what you've been holding back the whole time and he's eating it but he's also looking like he's disgusted by it but he's still like shoveling it in like he's never had it well he had never had it before like he's never had food before nice 
Uh, so yeah, while the uh, while the four of you are kind of digging in, Paulson takes out from uh, from off a shelf these four small kind of almost like like hard jello like cubes, and you've seen them as uh, these are uh, these are holographic storage devices or HSDs, and it's this is what runners primarily use to store data uh, that interfaces with the suits and so he uh he takes four of them and places them on the counter on the table for you you know uh this is gonna contain all of uh the info that you need actually you know what i'll say he takes uh he takes three of them he holds dogs and uh he takes the uh the arm of the dillo of his suit places it into a uh into a uh, receptacle and a uh, hologram projection pops up of uh, of the burnt area of Braxton, and so you see a little dot that is Saison, and uh, he kind of zooms in a little bit and says, "All right, about uh, two hundred fifty or so blocks. Uh, this is uh, this is your destination." Uh, there's a important package that a client would like me to retrieve and uh, passing it on to four of you. So not entirely sure what it is. Uh, no questions. Don't bother. But you uh, you get in, you get that, you get out, you get your license. So does it does it show like an object? Because my, my first thought is, if we don't know what we're getting, what are, like what are we doing? Like what? So it doesn't. It just, it literally it, it's almost like an X marks the spot. Wait, wait, wait. So it's you want us to like go to this place and just grab something at random and come back? Uh, nope. Client said that you'll know what it is when you see it. I don't. Okay, is that normal? So... <laughs> Welcome to being a runner. <laughs> okay. All right. I've got survival burnt and I've got mm-hmm. street wise. Either of those tell me anything about the area of the map that he's pointing at? Sure. Yeah. Um, why don't you go ahead and give me a survival roll? Beat a, uh, let's call it a five. It's a five plus one is six. Oh, there we go. That's a yes. Uh, so, yeah, you are uh, familiar with this area. We'll even say you, you probably uh, dog hasn't necessarily he hasn't really traveled out much beyond, you know, the um, into the harsh burnt area. But uh, he's at least seen this part off in the distance. It's a rather large medical industrial site, and uh, it's one of the few kind of taller buildings that breaks the uh that breaks the horizon in braxton okay uh and when you say industrial do you mean like factories yes yep okay so dog thinks of these as machine buildings there's machine buildings and there's house buildings Mm. and this is a place where there's a lot of machine buildings yes and uh and my dad said there's always a a lot of really good stuff in those places Mm -hmm. so does does dog tell us that or does he keep that to himself? Uh, 
dog kind of looks pretty excited and he whispers something to Paulson. And what he says is, "There's that's a machine building place, isn't it? <laughs> and kind of Paulson gets a little smirk on his face. You can tell only only about a th- only about uh, three quarters of his mouth actually works, but uh, but the side that does work is the side that smirks. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, "That's right, boy. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna find uh, if if you get lucky, you're gonna find a lot of goodies in there. But uh, just make sure that you make it out with at least that one." So Mal's going to be sitting at the table. At the table, um, he'll put the cube like holding down a piece of paper and he'll just be writing on the paper, kind of staring at the cube, not like he's getting anything out of it. And then we'll hold off because Mal does have med tech, but we'll we'll play that out after. So Mm -hmm. if if dog just says, you know, machine building kind of thing. And if if Paulson doesn't say anything, you know, oh yeah, it's a if he doesn't say medical facility or anything, then you know Mal will just be writing down a bit, and then you know, hopefully I can make some rolls after we get to the building. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Do we? Uh, so we grab this thing, uh, assuming we've got enough room for other stuff. Uh, we can grab whatever. Grab whatever you want, uh, and it's yours. All right. How do we? Uh, how do we set up bars for that stuff? I mean. If it's something that, that you know we can use, then we'll use it. But if it's something that maybe somebody wants, is there? Uh, how do we get some rep for that? I said, there's always someone that wants something. Don't worry. Yeah, I got a, I got a bunch of contacts. I got a bunch of buyers. I'll get you set up. The dog is holding up a little bracelet made of like three different colors of wire that have all been twisted together in an intricate mm. little pattern. It's just kind of silently showing it to you as proof. You you can make these. People give me stuff for these. <laughs> Alex gives you a thumbs up. Maybe we could find uh maybe we find some more wire in that uh in the in those buildings out there for you. You can tell by the look on Dog's face that's already what he was thinking. Because <laughs> in those machine buildings, yeah. In those machine buildings, that's where you find all the color, all the yeah. colors. <laughs> And tell you what, too, they have uh, they have a lot of metal in there that when you scrub it up real nice, it gets real shiny. <laughs> yeah, this shield right here, I don't know what HVAC is, but this used to be a <laughs> this used to be a HVAC something. Uh, I was reading this, so when we say shield, we mean like a proper shield. We're not talking like. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. roughly <laughs> roughly circular piece of uh, sheet metal welded yep. to my left arm. I yeah. was thinking yeah, too so advanced. There's, yeah, so I there's was thinking two, too yeah, there's two different the things. There's, uh, yeah, there's the shielding of your sh- of your and suit, then the and then yeah, there's a shield. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> which which ironically actually gives an armor bonus. So yeah. you have. <laughs> <laughs> Words. Uh, <laughs> right. I was, I was too technical, right? I was just like, yep. oh, shielding. There's no ing on the end. That's where I got caught. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, at that point, um, you know, uh, Paulson will tell you and say, um, "All right, so why don't you go ahead and finish up eating, get your bellies nice and full. Um, make sure you hit the shitter before you leave, though. Don't <laughs> want to be running around with that, just in case. Your uh, your suit only recycles so much." <laughs> it's not a still suit then. 
Yeah. You just hear like a dog is nodding his head like, <laughs> his head. like that's true. That's true. Is, I know uh, from experience. <laughs> uh then uh why don't you go ahead uh get uh get prepped for the run and uh and we'll we'll get you going. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.